This is Persuasive Woman hosted by me, Mindy Weinstein. I want to help you find success by taking psychological principles and applying them at work. Discover practical and easy tools you can use to improve your business, sales, and career today. Have you ever noticed that when a man is getting an award, let's say it's an industry award, that he'll accept it and you know give a nice thank you speech. But when a woman receives an award, can think industry award, she usually deflects. She'll give the praise all to her team and not accept it for herself. Why is that? Well, that's what this episode is about. It is all about modesty in business and the difference between men and women. In the last episode of Persuasive Woman, I started to get into why I changed the name and the direction of the podcast. Today, I'm going to get into a lot more detail so you fully understand why I took this route. And today, what we're going to talk about is modesty in the business setting. In the last episode, I explained a bit about when I was working on my book research. I had reached out to quite a few people in business in all different types of industries. What I was doing is I was looking for interviews and case studies that I could incorporate into the book to show real examples of how the principle of scarcity plays out in the business world. What was interesting and also surprising during that part of the book process is that when I was reaching out to different people, only men were agreeing to be interviewed. And I found that to be interesting. I thought it was a little strange, but I you know, just still went about the interview process and I had some really great case studies that I was able to get. So I'm truly grateful for those who agreed to be interviewed and be part of the book. But what was confusing me is the fact that I had a lack of female representation in the book. And it wasn't for a lack of trying. Fortunately, towards the end of the writing process, I was able to connect with an amazing owner of a jewelry business. It's a multi-million dollar jewelry business. And so she had some great insight. But she was the only female that was included in my book. And that really got me thinking. And I kept thinking about it, even after I submitted my book and it was in the editing process. And it was during a morning coffee meeting with Dr. Robert Taldini that I started to understand what might be going on underneath the surface. And when I say underneath the surface, I'm talking about psychology. If you don't know who Dr. Cialdini is, he wrote the best-selling book, Influence. It's a book that's been out for decades, and it's been a bestseller for decades. It's an amazing book if you haven't read it. Again, it's called Influence. And a little side note about Influence is that Dr. Cialdini gets into the various factors of influence, and scarcity is one of them. So as we were sitting having coffee, I was explaining to him about this whole puzzle, really, I'll call it a puzzle, of it was telling him it was really interesting, you know, I was reaching out to men and women, but it was really men who were responding and agreeing to be interviewed. And he actually asked me, well, why do you think that is? So I had a theory and I explained it to him. I just said, well, I just think that, you know, it could be that 
women aren't necessarily looking for any kind of recognition. You know, they're just doing the work. And he, you know, nodded his head and said, yeah, that could be it. But then he also gave another theory. And his theory had to do with modesty. So he explained to me that years ago, he did a research study about modesty and how that works with men versus women. And I thought, well, that's interesting. And what he explained was that through his research, he found that women tend to be more modest in their accomplishments than men do. Whether right or wrong, he just said that's what the research said. That sent me down a whole rabbit hole of looking into it because all of a sudden I started thinking about different personal experiences I had had, you know, in the workplace. And then I started thinking about coworkers. I started thinking about all kinds of things. And I thought there could be something to that. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk a bit about the psychology of modesty and how to strike that right balance of still you could be modest but also not shying away from your accomplishments. That is what we're gonna dive into in this episode. Let me get into modesty just as a definition to make sure that we are all understanding the same concept here. Really modesty, it's an underrepresentation of your good traits and abilities. And it's something that you display publicly. So you're underrepresenting yourself. And historically, it has been associated with the female gender role. Now, I want to say right away, modesty isn't always bad, because I do think there's probably some of you listening to this thinking like, well, what am I supposed to just walk around and be arrogant and talking about all these great things I've done? Not necessarily. And I'm going to explain that as we go. So modesty can be a great quality to have at work. I mean, it can help with collaboration and it can also create a respectful work environment. But here's the thing. It's also important to recognize the value of your own contributions and you need to be able to communicate your skills and accomplishments effectively. This goes with any job. I'm telling you this. So you could be a business owner. You could be an employee. You could be in nursing in that industry. You could be in teaching. You could be in sales. You get the point. I can keep going on. You could be in tech. Any industry, this is going to apply. Let's get into the psychology of modesty. So the thing about modesty is that we know through research studies that it has an effect on our social relationships. There have been studies that have explored the ways that modesty can impact social relationships, meaning that modest individuals tend to be more likable and they're more likely to be perceived as trustworthy and even cooperative. See, it's not always bad, but let's continue on. There's also been research about the role of modesty in leadership. So researchers have looked at the relationship between modesty and leadership, and they found that modest leaders tend to be more effective at inspiring and motivating their team. That's not a bad thing either. And they're less likely to be perceived as arrogant or even overbearing. There's even cultural dimensions of modesty. So there's been studies that have looked into how culture and modesty interact, And 
These studies have found that modesty tends to be more highly valued in some cultures than others. For example, research has found that modesty is highly valued in East Asian cultures more than Western cultures. So again, it's not always a bad thing. But here's some other insight to know. Again, still based on psychological research. Studies have shown that not only is modesty perceived to be a more feminine quality, but also that women act in ways that confirm these gender role expectations, which means that women tend to behave more modestly in achievement settings. And cross-cultural studies have also found that overall, modesty is considered to be more of a feminine trait. On that note, (laughs) we're going to switch gears from psychology, and I'm going to talk about a very well-known woman in the entertainment industry. In a speech a few years ago, Shonda Rhimes made a bold statement, and this was it. Women do not brag enough. If you don't know who she is, she's a successful TV screenwriter, a producer, and an author. She was involved with Grey's Anatomy, How to Get Away with Murder, and Scandal. Plus, she was also a part of a lot of the newer Netflix series. If anyone has room to brag, it is definitely her. At a different event, she was also quoted as saying, The other day, I came to this conclusion that men brag and women hide. Very, very interesting. So here's a question for you. You know, I'm talking a lot about modesty, and I gave you some of the positive outcomes of being modest, but now I'm giving you a quote from a very powerful woman in entertainment who's saying that women don't brag enough. So what's the balance? Because there definitely needs to be one. Oh, modesty, it's generally seen as a virtue, and it can help foster humility and respect for others. But it's important to have that balance between being modest and being confident in your abilities. It's important to be able to communicate your skills and accomplishments effectively because that does increase your visibility and it does build your reputation within your own organization, with customers, with vendors, with coworkers. I can keep going on. And while this is all great, we need to make this practical at this point. When I started studying all of this, and as I mentioned, I went down a rabbit hole looking at modesty after having my meeting with Dr. Cialdini, I kept asking myself, like, how do I even go about this? Because I know for myself in my career, I have been in roles that, in industries, I should say, that were very much male-dominated. And that's not a bad thing, but I was always referred to as being unassuming. Oh, you're so unassuming. And I always thought that was a strange thing to be called. And I didn't know like, well, how do I, like, is that bad? (laughs) Am I supposed to go around and say like, hey, I did this and check out what I did on this project? Feels weird. So that's why I want to give practical tips. And I'm going to give credit to Rebecca Horan. And she did an article for Entrepreneur. It's on their website. It's amazing. And I'm going to give the practical tips that she laid out. So the first one is Push yourself out of your comfort zone. And I thought this one, you know, it sounds a little cliche, push yourself out of your comfort zone. But when she got into what that means, I thought that's perfect. And it's a perfect thing to explain in this episode. And the first thing was start with just receiving a compliment. 
So if someone gives you a compliment on your work, instead of just downplaying it, being like, oh, yeah, you know, it was all right, or yeah, it was a fun project, actually say thank you. I'm really proud of the results. I mean, that's a simple thing, but thank you. You can say you're proud of what you accomplished or you're proud of what you were able to accomplish with your team. If you run a business and it's going really well, if someone asks you how it's going, I mean, don't just shrug and say, yeah, it's, you know, going pretty good. It's okay to say something honestly like, yeah, things are going really great. We had a fantastic year. It feels odd sometimes, you know, saying those kind of things, but there's nothing wrong with it. And it's still a good balance. Now, the next tip, and this is one I really love, is don't be stingy with your knowledge. And that's a huge thing. So you know your trade. You know your job. You are an expert at what you do. It's okay to share that with other people. I mean, if you're comfortable with even public speaking, you know, sharing that knowledge and giving tips and advice in a workshop setting or at a conference, or even if it's just a smaller networking group, those are ways where you can still show your achievements, your knowledge, your expertise. You're still being modest and humble. You're not standing up saying, well, I'm really great. Let me tell you how great I am. No, instead you're sharing what you know. And that's great. But if you're not comfortable with getting in front of people, or even if you are comfortable with getting in front of people, there's still other things you can do. You know, writing articles about your expertise and what you know, sharing that information, going on LinkedIn and creating informational posts for other people to respond and comment and engage in a conversation. Those are great ways to show your knowledge. Could even do, you know, emails, newsletters, you know, if that's something that makes sense for you and your role. But you can show your knowledge. Think of it this way. When you were a student sitting in class and you had your instructor in front of you, you weren't looking at your instructor and probably saying like, oh, well, they're just so boastful because they're telling me or teaching me something. Of course not. You're instead listening to someone teach you about something that they know and you as a student are getting that knowledge from them. That's still helpful. It's the same idea. And just a couple more things, you know, show your results. So let's say that you are in a sales role. I mean, it's okay to say, yeah, we tripled our sales this month. Or if you launched a new product and you're involved in that, it's okay to talk about that. It's okay to talk about client acquisition. I mean, really anything that makes sense for your role and what you do, it's okay to talk about the results. And the last one, this one's really great, especially if you work directly with clients and customers, is, you know, use those testimonials that they give you. Let them brag about you. You don't necessarily have to brag about yourself. Let them do that for you. And if it is your own business or it's a setting where it makes sense to publish those testimonials, do it. It's a great way to show your achievements and what you're capable of. I want to recap a bit. You know, modesty is not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I gave you some reasons why it actually can be good, especially in the business setting. But remember that you have to have that right balance between being modest and also being confident in your abilities. So those practical tips that I just went over, that's how you can really strike that balance. 
Join me for the next episode of Persuasive Woman as I dive into more on the psychology of persuasion and how you can apply that in your business and career. Now that you've gone down the same rabbit hole of trying to unravel modesty in business and the difference between men and women, I hope you found it just as fascinating as I did. I would encourage you to go to persuasionnextsteps.com so you can get connected to the Persuasive Woman community. There you'll find the links to LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter, and information on how you can get more involved in the conversation. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform.